0: Hi there, it's your girl, Brittany, and you are listening to Finding Love in Purpose Podcast, better known as Flip. In this podcast, ladies, we are changing anthems and embracing this new freedom that there's always a better side to life. You just have to flip it. gorgeous hey beautiful queen yes the trailblazer herself yes i'm speaking to you woman of purpose if no one told you today how worthy you are let me be the second because god is always the first ladies he spoke your word since the beginning of genesis so that makes your worth first sweetheart and in my martin voice you go girl you go girl yes you are doing it whether it's big steps small steps, every step that you have taken towards purpose, towards loving yourself, towards caring for yourself, encouraging yourself, just growing in God, baby girl, it all counts. And might I add, I am super proud of your glow up keep going, keep growing, and keep glowing, honey. And speaking of the glow up, I want to share with you what your girl has been doing these past couple of days. I have really desired to take my devotionals to the next level, ladies. And so I've been reading and doing a deep study on the book of Esther all this week. And the story of Esther in the Bible has been one of of the amazing uh, stories of my life and it's just a favorite of mine Um, it's a beautiful story about a humble girl her parents had died Um, she was an orphan so she was raised by her cousin Mordecai however in the midst of that her story unfolds to where she becomes queen and in her role as queen she saved her people the Jews through her bravery, y'all. And I love this story in the Bible for, you know, many reasons, but I'll just give you two for now. It beautifully illustrates how God can use anyone for his plans, you know, regardless of your background. And lastly, there is a value in the process. There is a sweet value in the process. So yesterday I posted on my Facebook and Instagram pages a status, and I said, sis, Learn to love the process because one day your story will be an inspiration to someone else. Can you imagine, Esther, saying something similar? That I'm going to embrace the process because one day I will inspire someone with my story. So today, let's do a devotional, ladies. I thought it would be great to do just that. And I'd like to share with you three lessons that I have learned in the book of Esther and you know, and as many thoughts of wisdom and revelations I got from this book, I've narrowed it down to three. So let's get started. Starting with lesson number one, nothing is ever wasted. God has a plan for your life. Let's put ourselves in Esther's shoes, okay? Imagine that you are an orphan who was being raised by her older cousin. Now, can we just pause right here? Can we just imagine being raised by one of our cousins? Yeah, I can hear you right now. Like, nope, Brit, nah. But stay with me, y'all. So imagine your older cousin is raising you. And you are utterly alone in this world. Always wondering, you know, where did you come from? And if there is purpose for your life. And I find that some of the best stories happen after tragedy and hurt. God took everything. Every part of Esther's tragedy, every part of her hurt, her pain, you know, her loneliness, her brokenness, it was all designed for her process so she can be promoted to the promise. And God didn't create Esther for her and her alone esther was created for purpose ladies and placed in the royal position to assist in god's divine plan and that plan ladies was to deliver the jews so my sister you are not created for you and you alone let's just get that out the way God has a divine plan for your life. This plan that he has for your life is going to help deliver someone out of their pain and encourage that person that they can make it. And God doesn't leave nothing out of the story. That's the beauty of God. Nothing is ever wasted. There goes that line. Nothing is ever wasted. No part of our lives is untouched. And God is in control of every aspect of our lives, whether we want him to be in control or not. He is in control. And that is the best thing we can do for our lives is to understand that what you've been through in your childhood, in your adolescent stage, your adult life will not be wasted. God is the mastermind of turning what was meant for your bad and working it out for your good, yes. And you may ask, you know, well, Britt. How do you know God's gonna take me from a tragedy to a triumph? And I can say with my whole heart, I am a living witness. This podcast is a platform of my testimony. And in my book, Flip, Finding Love and Purpose, I candidly speak about being bullied as a child and how that rejection brewed over into me trying to find love and acceptance in relationships. And even if it meant settling in those toxic relationships, because why? I did not love my self so I settled for a teaspoon of what I thought was love rather than embracing the love I fully deserve and what God had given me since the beginning of time but thank God for a family who prayed me in my purpose to help me to see that if I just devote myself to purpose I don't have to worry about my purpose abandoning me or ghosting me or misplacing me or confusing me or hurting me and better yet cheating On me or abusing me, I don't have to worry about my purpose doing that to me. Understand this beautiful purpose is a gift, it is a gift that is given by God. And the word says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And because purpose comes from the Father, hear me out you don't have to worry about purpose separating you from the love of God. And I don't know who this is for, but anything that comes between you and God. Is not a blessing. It's a setup, sweetheart. So get out of it, get rid of it, ghost it, boy buy it, girl buy it, it's in your way. It's a distraction that is trying to divert you from the will of God and that one was for free like my pastor was saying. So going back to nothing is ever wasted, God took Everything that I have gone through from the bullying, the heartbreaks, you know, even the grief that I experienced and the anger and depression that I was experiencing after losing my brother to cancer, every tragedy, every hurt, every mistreatment, God took all of that and he birthed out the book. He took all of that and birthed the blog. God took that and birthed the podcast. God took that and birthed the movement of Flip, Finding Love and Purpose. And what seemed like the end of the story, God placed a semicolon on my heart and even on your heart to remind us both that there is a continuation to the story called Purpose, which leads me to my next point. Lesson number two, God flips her story. Now, as I'm reading this, I was like, wow, wow. I couldn't stop saying wow. God did the same thing for Esther. He placed a semicolon on her heart to remind her that there is a continuation to her story. Her story did not end at orphan. Her story did not end with being raised by her cousin. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, her story did not end at a young girl growing up in a village. You see, when others thought her story was done, God said, Now watch this, watch this. When others think that you are done, when others think that this is all there will ever be of your story that's when God comes in and flips the narrative he is the author and the finisher of our faith and I'm so excited just even talking about this right now because so many times we have allowed the opinions of others to deceive our progression when it comes to purpose and when it comes for what God truly has for us you know people's opinions can be so deadly if you water it but let me throw some faith at you sweetheart today more than ever I'm not allowing anything or anyone to plant seeds and weeds in my soil your opinions your lies your I don't even know what to call it anymore these days but it cannot be planted here in my mind in my heart and in my spirit I take authority over my soil and what you bring into me is not bearing good fruit so it doesn't even belong here and as my young ladies would say bye like that's the message that we should speak somebody is pulling on me today y'all and God is leading me in a direction so I'm just gonna right with it but this statement holds so much value God is going to flip your story. And you may think that nothing can come after the hurt and the tragedy, but I've come to remind you who your God is. He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the provider. And get this, he is a writer and an editor. He can write and edit any parts of your story. He can add and multiply miracles in, and he can also mark out those, cut those out that that don't belong he is God and he has full editorial rights to do just that and I believe God and I stand on it wholeheartedly that he is changing your story Just like he did with Esther. She went from being an orphan, y'all, to being Queen Esther. And I prophesy right now, you shall go from poverty to abundance of wealth, from depression to joy, from rejection to self-love, from fear to faith, from bitterness to peace, from brokenness to being whole, from debt to overflow, from singleness to a healthy, beautiful marriage, from job to owning many businesses, From grief to comfort. When God flips it, honey, he maximizes it. He upgrades it. He does exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think. Because why? He is God. And I'm telling you, I thought I would lose my mind when I lost my brother to cancer. It crushed every part of my being. I felt like when he passed, a whole chunk of me just left out of of me and left with him to the grave and i thought i could never get it back nothing could replace it Uh, you know i thought that my joy i couldn't get that back my peace i couldn't get that back the love i thought that i could not get that back but god being who he is he did not leave me in the process honey he carried me he carried me every step of the way he said you know what You don't even have to walk this thing out. Why don't I just carry you in my arms and hold you in my arms, Brittany, and I will walk this thing out for you. That's my God. And when you're ready to walk, Brittany, I will be there just as I was when you took your first steps as a baby. I will be there to catch you when you fall. I will be there to pick you up and stand you on your feet again and say to you that you can make it. Let's do it again, honey. That's my God. He was patient with with me y'all as I grieve because that's how grief is things you thought you knew or how you used to do it it somehow just erases from your memory and you learn how to walk again. You have to learn how to create again. And you have to learn how to speak again. It's like physical therapy all over again. And that's what loss will do to you. And I've learned in these months that many people are experiencing grief. Not only from losing someone to death. But also someone walking away from them. You know there are so many ladies out there that are grieving the loss of a relationship. And how that man walked away from from them, ended the relationship, stepped out on the marriage. However, the story had ended. There are some men that are even listening right now. You may be experiencing that as well, where your wife stepped out on you and the marriage, and and how your relationship ended with a woman because she walked away from it, and you feel like it is the end, like it's it's the end of all ends, and it's not okay. It absolutely hurts you to your core but get this get this in your spirit you're going to get through it and if God did it for me hey he will do it for you because I can I'm a living testimony that I am still here and I still have my joy and sometimes you have to pass up good for great if they left God is rewriting and adding in someone else in that story watch what I say and in the meantime while you wait heal I want you to heal. Heal for you. If you have children, heal for them. Let God do his most perfect, and I mean most perfect work, in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit and in your emotions because being hurt in a relationship can do a lot to a person mentally. It can do a lot emotionally, physically, and also spiritually. So heal, heal, love on you. Do what makes you joyful on the inside. And if that means walking, riding, singing, dancing, or even exercising, taking yourself out on a date, reading, whatever it is, do the thing that brings you the most joy. I want you to do that. I challenge you to do the thing that brings the most joy to you. Which brings me to my last lesson, number three learning the right way to fight. In Esther chapter 4, verse 14, Mordecai delivers a message to Esther. And he says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the royal palace for such a time as this. And as we read two verses down, we hear Esther respond, and she says, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Esther was willing to die to save her people. And sometimes we must take a stand with courage, even when it's not popular. But before Esther approached the king, she had a strategy. She fasted for three days and three nights along with the Jews. And she also had her servant women do the same as well. Esther made sure everyone was on one mind and one accord. And Esther teaches us the right way to fight, ladies. Not in our anger, not dependent on our own strength, but through fasting and prayer brings deliverance. You don't have to fight with your mouth. You don't have to argue your case or fight for the last words. No need to go about it that way. There's a different strategy the Lord wants you to approach when it comes to deliverance. And the only way that we will win in this is through prayer and fasting. I feel this right now. It was clear to Esther that a heavenly response was needed for an earthly situation. Esther needed direction. And when we need God's grace, when we need God to be that advocate or to move on our behalf, that's when we should fight our battles on our knees and turn from our plates. Fasting and prayer opens the portals for spiritual growth, it removes distraction, and it places us in a path of humility. And because of her fasting, when she went before the king, she found favor in his sight. Esther had so much favor y'all that when the king saw her, he asked, what is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom, it will be given unto you. And I've learned ladies that I can't fight spiritual battles with earthly tools, nor can I fight a earthly battle with earthly tools. I have to use my spiritual weapons and what are my spiritual weapons? It's prayer and fasting. And in the book of Esther, it speaks about, you know, how we should fast. And it's a great model for us. But I also speak about it in my book as well. A few fasts that I took on my journey, you know, especially as I went through healing and through deliverance. And one of those fasts that I I speak of is the Daniel fast. It's a very powerful fast. And it consisted of drinking water, you know, only eating fruit, seeds, nuts, and vegetables. And as far as the length of time that I fasted, I let God be my guide. I've done the Daniel fast, you know, plenty of times. I've done it for 21 days straight. You know, I've done it for 14 days. Um, I even, you know, done it for three days. It just all depends on how God instructs, instructs me on how to do it. And I've done, you know, fast where there was no food. You know, I fasted for a day. But when it comes to fasting, I allow God to lead and guide me on his instructions for the fast. You know, anytime you fast, prayer is key. If you're not praying while you're fasting, you might as well just call it a diet, sweetheart. Because prayer and fasting, they go hand in hand. And I typically turn away from watching TV. You know, I limit I limit my, my social media to the point where I don't even look at it, because anything that's going to be a distraction, I ha- I have to remove it because I'm seeking clarity. So if it's going to distract me, it has to it has to go to the back. <laughs> and another thing is reading scriptures, doing devotionals in the fast is a key thing as well. You know, and here's something that I like to do, and maybe you can use it or share it with a girlfriend. But before I fast, I like to sit down and write out the things that I desire God to do in my life you know what i desire god to work in my life and i also like to write out a theme of that fast so for example you know just imagine a piece of paper in front of you and at the top of that paper i write the theme of the fast so uh, let's just use for example restoration you know the fast is going to be about restoration and so I start off with creating a prayer list right underneath that. And I write out the things that I want God to restore in my life. And so I can list out things. For example, you know, God restore my heart or he'll heal it. God restore my family and reconcile, reconcile my relationship with my family. God restore my joy, my peace, you know, the fruit of the spirit in me. Restore all those things in me. And so I start to create that list, that prayer list. Then I ask God, you know, what are some scriptures you want for me to meditate on and to study as I do the as I do the devotionals and as I go into prayer? So I start to list those scriptures and those are the scriptures that I focus on during the fast. And depending on how many scriptures, you know, there are, I will break them out, you know, during the fast. So let's just say if there are 14 scriptures that God has given me right and I'm on a seven day fast, I will read two scriptures a day. You know meditate on them and study them and so i never go about fasting without god being in my guide that's just a key thing for me and although i'm not feeding my physical body you still have to feed your spirit so how do you feed your spirit It's through the word of god you know and after i create my prayer list and the scriptures that go along with that then i pray over that prayer list and i give it to god and say this is what you've given me god Um, For this fast. And I pray over it. So when I wake up in the morning. You know the first thing I do. Is pull out that list. I pray over that list. And I pray over anything else God wants. You know to direct me in. Or or, or what I intercede for. I'll intercede for those things. And so forth and so forth. And if I. You know come up with anything else. Then I add that to that list. But I always you know seek God about it. And I found this fast to be very effective and that's one of the ways i do it you know i would love to hear how you know you go about your fasting and your prayer as well but getting back to esther because she laid out the strategy to everyone you know here's how we're going to do it y'all here's how we're going to fast here's how long we will fast the fasting and the prayer broke strongholds the enemy that came against her and her people were defeated the jews were delivered and God's favor was on her and Mordecai. And as you grow older and as you grow in God, you will quickly learn what's effective. You will quickly learn what is effective. And prayer and fasting is effective and powerful. And it brings about a favor like no other. It breaks, it breaks the yokes, I'm telling you. And there's no need for you to fight any battle with your hands, you know. There's no need for you to fight any battle with your hands. You have to pray and fast this one. And if your battle is in your marriage, don't argue. Fast and pray. You know, if your battle is in your mind, fast and pray. If your battle is, is in a complicated relationship and he's indecisive or she's indecisive, in indecisive fast and pray and leave god is already giving you the signs for that and an indecisive man or an indecisive woman is a dangerous person and god is already giving you enough signs and exits to take so it's time to go and again that one was for for free too okay so i hope that these three lessons have encouraged you in a way to go forth in your purpose you know don't question your purpose but walk in your purpose with grace and and humility you know don't question it don't question it just go with it as esther went with it she went with the flow so remember uh just to recap nothing is ever wasted god has a plan for your life number two god can flip your story and number three the right way to fight is through prayer and fasting so that's my time love as always thank you so much for being such a great girlfriend, and for listening to today's devotional. And if you like what you hear, I encourage you to subscribe. Don't forget to rate and leave a beautiful review. Wink, wink. (laughs) But also, one thing that I wanted to share with you is we need to be reminded of God's hope, you know, inspiration, and his love more than ever. And I truly believe that FLIP, Finding Love and Purpose podcast will bring those messages to your heart and soul. So also, our connection doesn't stop here. There's other places where we can stay connected. So check me out on my website at brittneyandbrooks.com. Also follow me on my socials at Brooks And let's build this movement together hand in hand. From my heart to yours. Thank you so much again for listening. Stay healthy in your mind, your heart, your body, and your spirit. And remember, there's always a better side. You just have to flip it.